Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to turn to God's Word just for a few moments, and then uh, just David and Jonathan, we're going to just come back again to a time of praise and seeking the Lord and prayer also. So just if you have your Bibles, we want to carry on. Um, we can't make that happen, but we're asking the Lord to lead us just from Sunday night, the sense of His presence and those that we're seeking uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe. For us all, it is crucial for the year ahead that we walk very close to the Lord, stay close to the cross, and that we all are full and filled with afresh by the Holy Ghost to live this life for Him and to glorify His name. So tonight, I just want, I mentioned it on Sunday night, but I want to speak just on, Ye shall receive power, and just a subtitle to that would be, Praise prepares the way. Praise prepares the way. So Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, you'll be familiar with this verse, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Jesus said, but ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus said that ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. I want to just, if I could share tonight, how important it is when we are coming before the Lord as a congregation, as individuals, how important praise is in the preparation for God, the Holy Spirit, to have free course and to move among us. The importance of praise for the preparation to be filled is crucial. And I want us to go back uh, to Judges chapter 20. Keep your Bibles tonight. There's quite a number of verses I want to work through tonight. But Judges chapter 20 and verse 18. Judges chapter 20, verse 18. It says these words, And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked counsel of God and said, Which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, and this is important because it's God's order, the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. Now, when we're talking about praise and praise and preparation, we know that the word Judah simply means celebration or praise. The natural desire of the spiritual man, for those that are born again, is to praise the Lord. It's the natural desire of the spiritual man because he saved us, he's delivered us, he's washed us, he's given us his spirit. And the natural desire of the spiritual man should be to praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in the preparation tonight as we come just to wait on the Lord, to seek Him, I want to encourage every one of us that are saved, that are born of the Spirit, it is a natural thing for a spiritual person to praise the Lord. We just say amen. That, that's not a, something that should be coerced in us, something that should be forced in us. It's a good thing to praise the Lord, to give thanks unto the Lord. We will enter His gates with thanksgiving in our heart. We'll enter His courts with praise. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And so there's a natural part of the spiritual man 
that will praise the Lord, and praise prepares the way. God said, the Lord said, Judah shall go first. There's an order in God. God said that Judah shall go first. The blessing of Jacob, and this is important just to follow this through if you will, the blessing of Jacob upon Judah. Judah was the fourth son of the patriarch uh, 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 Jacob. But if you go back just for a moment to show you Genesis chapter 49, Genesis chapter 49 and verse 8, and we'll just follow some scriptures tonight. The word Judah is mentioned 830 odd times in scripture, so we'll not get through them all tonight, but we'll just touch on a few of them. But in Genesis chapter 49 and verse 8, we see here that Jacob is about to bless his sons, and the fourth son is Judah. In Genesis 49 verse 8, Jacob said, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Now there's two things that are happening here. Number one, there is the literal in that time that there is a blessing being put upon the son Judah. But we also know that this is prophetic concerning him who would come from the tribe of Judah. But note what he says concerning this prophecy. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand. Now you know who we're talking about here. This is a prophetic word concerning the Messiah who would come of the tribe of Judah. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a land's wealth from the prey, my son. Thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rise him? Now that verse 9 is a, is a wonderful verse. And I just want to put it because some of the language there wouldn't be language that we would use or understand. But here is it in everyday English language, Genesis 49 and 9. Judah is like a lion, killing his victim and returning to his den, stretching out and lying down, and no one dares disturb him. Now, who is he referring to in this prophecy? He's referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. When we go right over, just stand at Genesis 49 for a moment, but you'll be familiar with the Scriptures. When John the Apostle is caught up into the heavenlies, when he searches for one that would be worthy to open the seals thereof, and begins to weep that no man has been found worthy, and the elders said unto John, Weep not, John. Why? For the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. So when there's the prophecy given here of the blessing of Jacob, he is prophesying of him who would come. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, the lion of the tribe of the land of Judah. And we know tonight that through the cross and through Christ, through his death, through his resurrection, that he has defeated our enemy and the Christ tonight is reigning and ruling in the heavenlies, and he's the King of kings and Lord of lords. Verse 10 speaks of that rule. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. That's the authority. Nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. And then look just at these last few words. And unto him shall the gathering of the people be. 
So this is crucial tonight, a crucial prophecy in Genesis chapter 49 concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, that our gathering tonight is on to the person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you just for a moment to follow this, if you go right through the Matthew chapter 2, you'll see here then the fulfillment of God's word. And in Matthew chapter 2, verse 6, and then we're going into Luke chapter 3. But remember, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. So in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 6, it says these words, And thy Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule or reign my people Israel. So we're following here the fulfillment of prophecy. And Judah and off the tribe of Judah will come the Lord. When you look at the genealogy, just into Luke chapter 3 for a moment. Luke chapter 3 and verse 21. And we'll not go through the whole chapter and through the genealogy, but I'll just pick out the important part. Luke 3, 21. Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Ghost descended in bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph. Now, we read then, as we go through the next verses, right through to verse 34, 35, and so, we read the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 3 and, and verse 33, just picking up in that verse, it says, which was of the son, and so goes right through all of this from Joseph which was of the son of Abinadab, which was of the son of Aram, which was of the son of Ezram, which was of the son of Phares, which was of the son of Judah, which was of the son of Jacob. It's profound. The scriptures are amazing. From Genesis chapter 49, right through to the fulfillment of scripture, when Christ came up out of the water and the Holy Ghost descended upon him, who would come off that tribe. And we read then straight away, it gives us the genealogy that in him, the fulfillment of all scripture is found. And so when we read this, and when we understand, thy brethren shall praise thee, and unto him, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, shall all the gathering of the people be. And in him we are here, naturally in the spiritual man, to praise and to prepare a way. The scripture says, thy brethren shall praise thee. That's a natural thing for us as believers. There's not only the blessing of Jacob upon Judah, but there's also the blessing of Moses upon the tribe of Judah. And again, we're bringing out some of these truths tonight. If you go back in the Deuteronomy chapters 33, we see here, that Moses, the mediator of an old covenant, is blessing the tribes of Israel. Remember, Christ comes from the tribe of Judah. 
Deuteronomy 33 verse 7, it, we read here of the blessing upon Judah from Moses. And this is what it says. And this is the blessing of Judah. And he said, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah and bring him unto his people. Unite him with his people. Let his hands be sufficient for him and be thou a help to him from his enemies. What the prophecy here given to the tribe of Judah. If you look through the scriptures, you'll find notable individuals who came from that tribe who lived a life of overcoming their enemies. One primary example of that who is often mentioned here is Caleb, who was of the tribe of Judah. We read that he had another spirit. We read that at 85 years old, he said, my strength is as real today as it was all those years ago when you'd give me the promise. Was that a natural strength? No, it was a supernatural ability given to him by the Spirit of God. And the children of Judah gathered together with Joshua and said, under the leadership of Caleb, give us this mountain. We're ready to possess the land. In Judah, in that tribe of Judah, the blessing was that they would overcome their enemies. Now the power and the blessing and the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for to live an overcoming life in the power and in the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. You'll read, in, if you turn over to Second Chronicles at chapter 20, Second Chronicles chapter 20, you'll read this throughout the whole of Scripture concerning Judah. But Second Chronicles chapter 20, we read of a huge army that has come up against Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles 20 verse 3 just tells us, uh, just for time's sake we'll not go too much into it, but it says that Jehoshaphat feared, he feared, and brothers and sisters, the, the Bible tells us that we have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And we must understand tonight that when a Christian or when a believer is living in a constant state of defeat or fear. The answer to that is to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be filled with the power of God. We read here as that army come up that Jehoshaphat feared, but then it says, and set himself, verse 3, set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Verse 4, and Judah gathered themselves together. Now, what is the gathering for? The gathering of the people will be unto him, the Lord Jesus Christ. But they gathered just like this to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Verse 5 says, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. Just for time, verse 13, if you follow it on down, this is what it says. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Maniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. 
And that's what our prayer is tonight, that the Spirit of the Lord would come down in the midst of this congregation. doesn't take many, only a few gathered together in the name of the Lord. But our prayer tonight, as we are gathered unto Him, we are gathered tonight to believe that the Spirit of the Lord would come down into the midst of this congregation. I remember what the prophecy was that in Deuteronomy 33, thou shalt be a help to him uh, from his enemies. Even as we heard the testimony from Jeff tonight, I will be a help to you from your enemies. What does it say next in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15? And he said, when the Spirit of the Lord came, there was a word of the Lord that came. Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thy king Jehoshaphat, for thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. If you're there, would you read it with me? For the battle is not yours, but God's. Do you see it tonight? Do you see what how important it is for us to grasp that this gathering of God's people is not unto any man but Jesus? And he is the lion of the tribe of Judah that has prevailed, that has overcome. Who will arouse him? Who will stand up to him? The Lord Jesus Christ. And so we realize as the Spirit of the Lord comes, there is a liberty, there is a victory. Fear is driven back. The enemy is driven back, not because of us, but because our gathering is unto him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the Bible tells us, in Psalm 65 and verse 1, and this is a psalm and a song of David, Praise waiteth for thee, O Lord, in Zion. Praise waits for God. God is, as it were, He is waiting for the praise of His people. He actually waits and longs for us to come into His presence as the gathering of His people and he longs for your praise and mine. He longs for us to lift up his wonderful name. He longs for us, not because of anything else, but because of who he is. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. There is nobody like Jesus tonight. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah that has prevailed. He is worthy tonight to be praised. He is worthy to be lifted up. He is worthy to be acknowledged that He is the Lord of lords. He is reigning and ruling over all the affairs of men. Whatever's happening in this world, whatever's going on in the Middle East, as we're on the tip of point maybe of something we do not know, but Jesus is seated on the throne. He's far above all things tonight and praise waiteth for thee, O Lord. Praise. He waits for his people to come together and to praise him. What happens with this wonderful privilege of praise? What happens when God's people, you know, you have to make a choice to praise the Lord. You have to make a choice to praise God. It's not how you feel. It's a choice that we make to praise the name of Jesus tonight. And as we come together to praise and to lift up his name, praise, brothers and sisters, if we 
could all grasp even a deeper revelation of what praise does in the preparation for God to work and to move in amongst God's people. If we could grasp tonight what actually happens when God's people begin to praise the Lord in the realms of the heavenly. What really happens when we forget about ourselves and we sing the song, My Shackles Are Gone, when the shackles really are loosed from our lives and we really begin to praise the Lord. What happens in the heavenlies? What happens in the spiritual realm? And what happens in the preparation for God to move among us? The Bible says in Psalm chapter 22, turn over to it, Psalm chapter 22, but I want to assure you, assure you tonight that praise prepares the way for the blessing. It prepares the way for the blessing, the blessing of the Lord. Psalm chapter 22, verse 3. Would you read it aloud with me tonight? Psalm 22 and verse 3. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. What does he do when God's people praise him? The Bible says he inhabits. Think about that for a moment. I know we know much of what we're saying tonight, but think about it for a moment. Praise. 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 When God's people praise him, what happens? God says, I will inhabit. The almighty God of heaven and earth will inhabit the very praises of his people. God comes down. The almighty visits this wee upper room tonight and us gathered together and us different people from different parts but in the name of Jesus we're gathered, all washed in the same blood, all born of the same spirit. And when we praise what happens, he says, his word says, I will inhabit the praises of my people. In other words, I will dwell there. The Bible tells us in Psalm 114 and verse 1 and 2, 114 verse 1 and 2, when Israel went out of Egypt, the house of Jacob from a people of a strange language. Listen what it says. Judah was his sanctuary and Israel his dominion. What an awesome scripture. Judah was his sanctuary. What was the order? Who should go first? Send Judah. We know when Israel were moving through that camp and when God, by his power and that pillar of cloud and pillar of fire was about to move, there was an order in how Israel moved. It wasn't just, right, everyone, let's go. There was an order in the tribes of how they moved and Judah would move first. They say that the standard, and I believe it to be true, the standard that Judah would raise up as they marched forward was a standard with a lion's head. Why? Because it represented the Lord Jesus Christ. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And as praise goes up, it's so important. It's a conscious decision of the individual. When praise goes up from the spiritual man, even when we don't feel like it, when there's a sacrifice in praise. We don't always feel like praising the Lord. 
But when we do, we receive the benefits and the blessing that God sends down. The sacrifice of praise is brought into the house of the Lord. And he says, I will inhabit the praises of my people. Judah, praise is my sanctuary. That's where I'll come down and that's where I'll dwell and that's what I will fill. Why must the way be made in praise? Do you know, in all of this, and this is, of course, ye shall receive power and to be filled with the Holy Ghost and seeking the baptism and to walk in the fullness of God. But you know, there's so much stuff that will hinder us from praising the Lord. There's so many things that are issues in our lives or in our heart. There's so much blockages that will stop us from entering into really what it is to praise the Lord. To really just praise the Lord. To really just forget about everybody else. And you know what the most important thing is? To forget about yourself. Because actually, it's, it's that fear of ourselves that causes a snare. The fear of man, what does it do? It causes a snare. And so it's important tonight. There are so many things. I don't want to go into an exhaustive list of what it possibly could be. But there's so many issues can prevent that blessing that we're talking about in that individual life or even as a company of God's people. Issues of tradition, issues of, of the heart, blockages that... God knows, we don't, but God knows the heart. And what really we need to do is make a conscious choice to go beyond that physical realm of the flesh, which will just stay in the mold and not by faith want to break out of that. We're comfortable staying in the boat. We're comfortable being reserved. But I want to encourage you tonight, and we all know it, when you break through in praise, there's nothing like it. When you break through in the place of praise and the blessing of the Lord begins to flow, you actually don't really have to do much because the Spirit of God just takes over. There's an order in God and it is the praises of God's people. So whether it's our resistance, whether it's our pride, whether it's issues, whether it's ignorance, whether it's a tradition of man, which is an awful thing, the tradition of man that would, would hold us in a place of not moving into the victory and the fullness of the Holy Ghost. I want to encourage you tonight. God's waiting on your praise. God waits on it. Not, not me. God waits on your praise and he waits on mine. Jesus said these words, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in whose name? In my name, the Comforter will come in the name of Jesus. That's how he'll come. And he'll teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. What happens when the church prays the Lord? Did, were you encouraged when you heard Enzo, one the wee speaker, going, praise the Lord? And he had it done it in an East Belfast accent too. But when you heard the wee voice go, praise the Lord, what happens when God's people praise the Lord? I mean, it's as simple as that. What really happens when 
God's people begin to praise the Lord. He says, the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. So when you praise the name of Jesus, something happens. Something takes place in the realm of the Spirit. I'm not saying I know it all. I don't. But I know that something happens in the realm beyond this physical realm. Jesus says, He will send us the Comforter. The Father will send us the Comforter. The Holy Ghost now will come in the name of Jesus. And nobody will do. He'll teach us all things. He'll bring things to your remembrance. Have you ever been in a praise service and you begin to remember the great things that the Lord has done? Do you know how that happens? The Holy Ghost brings to your remembrance what God's done in your life. And then it tells us in John 16 and 13, how be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, how we need the Holy Ghost, how we need the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Why? Because he will guide you in the all truth. But he'll not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. What happens when God's people praise the Lord? Do you know the first thing that happens? I believe this. Verse 14 tells us that the Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus. Do you know the first thing that takes place above everything else? The Holy Ghost responds to a people that he finds praising the Lord. What does he come and do? He comes by the Spirit of God. He sweeps into that place. He touches every heart. He floods every soul because what they're doing engaged in is they're glorifying him who should be glorified, the Lord Jesus Christ. He shall receive of mine and he'll show it on to you. Then the Holy Spirit begins to bring the revelation of the heart of the Father. He begins to show you the desires and the purposes of God into your life. He begins to awaken the gifts and the callings of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. How does this all happen? Because people began to praise the Lord. They began to push through the realms of the natural, the physical, the, the traditions, and everything of our, of our old man that would so often hinder us. And what they do is they begin to praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost comes because we're lifting up the name of Jesus. And he's saying, you're glorifying the Lord. Now let the wind of God be in your seals, and I'll lift you up, and I'll reveal to you my heart, and bring the callings and the giftings of God, and I'll fill every thirsty soul. Why? Because we've learned what it is to praise the Lord. It's as simple as that. We have learned what it is to praise God. And so often, especially in our country, the tradition of man cripples us from entering into the fullness of God, to entering into the purposes of God. Religion does that. Religion makes us conscious of us. The Holy Spirit makes us conscious of Jesus. Religion makes us conscious of, of what everyone else is thinking. But the Holy Spirit will flood our souls and lift our eyes to glory. And we'll see Him, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who has prevailed. 
He lifts us from defeat and reveals to our hearts the victory. He shows us in the midst of it and reveals the healing streams into hearts that are broken. He comes down into the depths of where we are and hears the faintest praise even from the depths of a prison cell and God comes and breaks the chains and opens prison doors and sets captives free. Praise does that. Praise does that, brothers. Just praise. I mean, is it complicated? How simple is it to praise the Lord? It's the natural desire of a spiritual man or woman to praise the Lord. And yet we're so self-conscious. It's an awful thing, isn't it, to be self-conscious? We're so self-conscious of what people think, and most of the time people aren't thinking anything. We're so self-conscious of what it, what it might look like or what it might sound like. Do you know one prayer I would encourage us all to make tonight? Lord, deliver us from ourselves. Lord, deliver us from ourselves. Let us enter into a year, not that we've had one message on praise, and that's our message for praise for 2020, but let it be a practice, let it be a reality in our lives, in our meetings, and every day. Lord, Teach us, lead us in the place of praise. He shall glorify me, and he shall receive of mine, and he will show it. Here's revelation. He will show it to you. How many people want revelation? The revelation of the cross, the revelation of the blood, the revelation of the victory, the revelation of healing, the revelation of the joy, the revelation of peace, the revelation of the victory in the Lord Jesus. How many people want what everything of what Christ has accomplished? It comes not by might nor by power. It comes by the Spirit of God. doesn't come by learning. doesn't come by intellectualism. It comes by revelation. One thing that everyone can do in this room, regardless of whether we have a degree or we don't, we can praise the Lord. We can praise the Lord. All things that the Father has, Jesus said, are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine. And this is what he does. He shows it to you. Simply, when we praise the Lord. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Praise prepares the way. Praise prepares the way. It is a natural thing for a spiritual person to praise the Lord. But you've got to make a choice. You've got to make a choice between the flesh and the spirit. And brothers and sisters, may God flood this place. Why? Because we know what it is to praise the Lord. What we're going to do now is we're going to praise the Lord. You may think, well, you're just going to try and work something up. God forbid I'm going to work anything up. But what I do know is that when you praise the Lord, God comes down. That's what happens. And as we praise the Lord tonight, I'm worshiping for a few moments. We'll just let the Spirit of God lead tonight. I encourage you for those that have seeken. I know it's not easy. I know some people find it difficult. I know there's been traditional elements that have come into our lives that we've been brought up this way or that way. You know, but Paul said to people who were 
trying to force tradition onto the church. He said these words, Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That was a tradition that was trying to be brought to the church. Stand fast in the liberty. I encourage you tonight, maybe you've never lifted your hands to Jesus. Maybe you've never audibly praised the Lord. We don't actually have to wait for a tune to praise the Lord. You can praise the Lord without a tune. And you may not have a note in your head. That's okay. You can still praise the Lord. You don't have to have a note in your head. You can praise the Lord anyway. But I encourage you tonight, praise prepares the way. Let's praise him tonight for who he is. Let's stand together, Brother David, Jonathan, amen. We're going to lift up that name tonight and then just allow the Spirit of God to move and encourage you to seek him again for those that are believing to be filled tonight. But let us all just forget about ourselves and concentrate on him and let's praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.